0: And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. You're tuned in to Tapped Out. Hosted by Brendan Tobin and Sean Levine, Only on the BetQL Network. Welcome back into the BetQL Network with Brendan Tobin and Kick Nowaker. I'm the sports machine, Sean Levine. Let's bring in friend of the show, MMA handicapper, Andrew Gombas. Andrew, welcome back, brother. So I don't want to bury the lead. Let's just get right to it. Francis Ngannou is no longer in the UFC. Are, are, are you surprised? What do you think's next? Take it wherever you want. But it's crazy to me that we're even having this conversation.
1: Yeah, first of all, thanks for having me again. Um, I appreciate you guys. And yeah, the ingani situation is crazy. I really expected him to re-sign with the UFC. I think it was probably an error, a miscalculation on his part. Obviously, it's in the UFC's best interest to keep him, but I think he needed the UFC more than he realized. And I think he's going to kind of find that out as time goes on but hopefully he signs I, I really wouldn't like to see him in a boxing match i'd like to see him maybe i mean in pfl or bellator he's gonna kill everyone but at least we get to still see him competing so I, i'm interested to see what happens next
2: well how, how much are you interested in this here tyson fury's idea out special boxing match in a cage four ounce gloves mike tyson <laughs> guest referee what do you think of the boxing heavyweight champion of the world's idea
1: I still feel like um, Tyson Fury would be pretty comfortable in that scenario, unless they're implementing any type of like leg kicks or um, grappling. I think Tyson Fury is going to be a massive favorite over him and deservedly so. It's just a different sport, I guess. And um, not that Ngannou is a bad boxer, but Tyson Fury is the best boxer in the world and Ngannou is an MMA fighter. So, I mean, I would watch it, but it's just not my my top choice for him right now.
2: People would also be shocked. I feel like if they got into a cage or a ring, they would be shocked how much bigger Tyson Fury is than Francis Ngannou. Like I think it it, would—he looks like such a monster. Understandably so in UFC, but like Francis and i mean uh, Tyson Fury—he's like something out of a like a like a fairy tale. Like how big he is. It's it 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 would. I I think people would be shocked how how the difference would be in size. Yeah, he's a big dude for sure. And surreal
0: God is a big dude too, and we got a chance to see those guys fight before. Now we're going to get a chance to see Surreal God take on John Jones. Andrew Gombis joining us here on the BetQL Network. How does how does one not bet on John Jones if you think he's the greatest of all time, and right now you can get him an even money? How do you not take that over Surreal God?
1: Yeah, so for me, it's just really hard to know what Jones is going to look like. He's coming off of a three-year layoff. He's going to be up at heavyweight, and you have to remember too his. Two, his last two performances before taking three years off weren't very good performances. They were really close decisions with Tiago Santos and Dominic Reyes. Both could have gone either way. And um, again, that was down at 205. This is up at heavyweight. So I'm curious to see what he's going to look like. I, I won't be betting I'm going to pick him. Um, I, I'm picking Gone to win. It's not a super confident pick because, like I said, there's just so many intangibles with Jones coming off of this layoff.
2: Is there anything that you could see in the lead up to this that would like sway you like training footage or any of that kind of stuff that you'd be like, oh, OK, I actually do like the way that he looks at this at this weight class?
1: Probably not. I would have to see him in the cage. It's just one of those things where I can't part with my money unless I really see him in like an actual fight. As you mentioned,
0: Andrew, this is the first time we're going to see him at heavyweight. He's fought light heavyweight his entire career in the octagon. Speaking of light heavyweights, UFC 283 tonight at the top of the marquee. Glover Teixeira tries to get back his belt, taking on Jamal Hill. Who are you liking
1: this one? Yeah, this is a hard fight to call because on, one, on the one hand, you have Jamal Hill, who is the much better striker. On the other hand, you have Glover Teixeira, who has a pronounced edge in grappling. I'm very much looking forward to this one. I'm picking Hill to win. I'm not betting it at minus 140. If it were a pick 'em or better, I would consider it, just because I do think Hill has a big advantage in the speed. He's obviously much younger. I think if it does get down to the mat, uh, Hill could potentially work his way back up, retain guard, and uh, it's just going to take one shot for Hill to knock out Glover. So uh, the official pick for me is Hill by knockout. It's not a super confident one, because it also wouldn't surprise me if Glover grinds him down the stretch.
2: If he uh, does get his hand raised tonight, and we eventually get that matchup against him versus Yuri, uh, how how do you think Jamal handles that kind of a matchup? If we if we do get that later on in the year.
1: Yeah, I favor Hill there as well. I think he's the, um, I think he's just so much more clean technically. Like Jerry kind of throws himself into the fire, and it works a lot because he has crazy durability. He has sick power, but I think with a guy like Jamal Hill, who's more like power one twos he could really hurt a guy like yuri we saw yuri get hurt in the reyes fight and i think if hill hits him like that he's gonna go out and obviously him coming back off a major injury he probably wouldn't look like his prime form you have hill who's been much more active but if there's one thing we know about yuri it's he can he can knock anyone out
0: glover i hear you man like when it comes to age when it comes to all that he's significantly older was he 43 40 he's 44 right at this point Glover Teixeira is definitely getting up there that being said we've all got that uncle that we can't beat in arm wrestling right like we wouldn't want to get into a fight with him that's who Glover Teixeira is he has that old man strength which is why I'm just kind of barely leaning to Teixeira and Andrew when you talk about that experience Glover's been in there literally with all the animals in the history of this division, both recently and a few years ago. I mean, we're talking about John Jones. So I think experience is going to matter at some point tonight.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's something to be said for having been there before. Obviously, we've seen Glover in championship fights. We've seen him get the belt. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see how he'll reacts to being in that big moment. Most of his fights have been at the UFC Apex. He's going to be in enemy territory tonight. Fighting against the crowd, I think he's going to step up to the occasion, but it's really hard to tell until you've been in that moment to know how you're going to react.
0: Well, we've been in the moment one, two, three separate times when I'm talking about Davidson Figueredo versus Brandon Moreno. I'll watch it if they fight 20 times, bro. How do you think this one goes down tonight?
1: yeah this is a really exciting fight for me i'm leaning the moreno side moreno being 29 figueredo 35 making that cut down the flyweight again can't be easy on his body we've seen moreno be the more active fighter he's fought since the last fight whereas figueredo has taken a year off and like i said him just getting up there in age if you take a look back at their first three fights uh brandon moreno's outlanded him at distance in all three of their fights he's uh gotten more control time in two of their three fights figure a little bit more big moment reliant which can happen we've seen it we've seen him get knockdowns, but i do think that uh i have to leave moreno here he's more in the prime of his career he has he's the better minute winner between the two so i'm taking him tonight
2: is there any uh do you feel like this is one that goes to the cards because there's some you know pretty fat odds if anyone if either one of them is able to, to finish tonight uh, or do you think this is most likely going to the judges
1: yeah, so I actually like the under four and a half rounds, a good amount here. There's plus money out there on it. Um, in the last fight, it closed minus 167. So I think this is a little bit of an overcorrection because that last fight went the full five rounds. I think people have to realize that that's just one iteration of the fight. Um, when you are handicapping a fight, you have to picture it happening a thousand times, 10,000 times. And I think one version of that fight shouldn't swing the odds that much. So I like the under four and a half. I do think there's more likely to be a finish than not. And I think Marino is the one more likely to finish it.
0: Breaking down UFC 283 with MMA handicapper Andrew Gombas here on the BetQL Network. You can follow him on Twitter at and MMA. Neil Magny, who's always game, kind of a gatekeeper, but also a guy that kind of wins in these type of fights, is fighting Gilbert Burns. I've seen him as much as a minus 625 favorite in some places. Burns is awesome. And he looked incredible against Hamzad. And I think everybody went, whoa, he's still that dude. But why is he such a heavy favorite
1: tonight? Doesn't
0: it feel like it's worth putting out a little bit on Neil Magny?
1: I I get why Burns is a big favorite. I think he has a really pronounced grappling edge here. He just has the perfect style to beat Magny. Because I think once he takes him down, he's going to keep him there. Especially um, early when they're fresh and when they're dry on the mat. I think Burns could find a submission. I think that... um, I think that he's even on the feet. Like I think Magny's very susceptible to being leg kicked. Wouldn't surprise me if Burns hurts him with leg kicks on the feet. But I think the story of this fight is going to be the grappling, where Burns just has such a pronounced edge.
2: For uh, if he gets the win here, it's kind of an odd matchup for him. Like he was going for that Mosvidal fight. Mosvidal seems like he's basically waiting on maybe an injury so he can sneak in onto a Leon Edwards fight, or who knows what's going on with him, but. Uh, Gilbert taking on a guy like Neil doesn't feel like it does a whole lot for him. Does he have to be super impressive in this fight for you to think maybe he get back into contention?
1: I do. I think even if he wins this fight, it's one of those situations where he's a little bit too removed because he already has that loss to Kamaru. He has the loss to at. So I think he belongs in the top 10, and um, I think this is a good first step. But I don't think a win here puts him back immediately into the title contention
0: we're about 90 minutes away from the main card starting UFC 283 live from Rio in Brazil Johnny Walker opens it versus Paul Craig right now Andrew minus 190 probably gonna go off it closer as a two to one favorite Johnny Walker by fight time Paul Craig on the comeback at plus 155 do we know what Johnny Walker is like is he the dude we saw in the last fight and we saw in his first few or is he the guy that we saw lose what was it three or four fights in a row
1: Yeah, I mean, Johnny Walker is kind of an enigma of the sport, really. (laughs) Like, you don't know what to expect with this guy. This fight is just so crazy. I could see it going so many different ways. You have the submissions of Paul Craig, this crazy knockouts of Johnny Walker, two very unconventional guys in a high volatile fight. I'm very much looking forward to seeing how this one plays out. There's no way it's not going to be interesting.
2: Andrew, uh, one fight that is coming up uh, in the near future that everybody's excited about, Islam Makachev versus Alexander Volkanovsky. The odds for Volkanovsky, I mean, you talk about number one pound for pound fight on the planet, very fat, uh, but you get it because he's going up in weight. How do you see this? It does feel like, you know, he's getting a little bit more respect lately from people pouring money on in him. but it's still like a pretty, it's still a pretty substantial underdog against Islam.
1: Yeah, I think that Islam should be a big favorite here. You got Volkanovski coming up to 55. Islam is just too big, too strong, too good of a grappler. I think he's going to outgrapple Volkanovski. Obviously, Volkanovski one of the best pound for pound fighters in the world, but this is a different beast here in my opinion.
0: A different beast like could be the next Khabib, could be better than Khabib. Where how far does that go?
1: Yeah, so it's it's going to be It's an interesting conversation because I do think a lot of the Khabib comparisons are warranted in some ways, but in others, I think they're very different fighters. I think that Islam has a high ceiling um, because he's still... Technically, in the prime of his career, he just won the belt. He had a dominant performance over Oliveira. So he has the potential. And we know Khabib stopped young. He could have kept going. He could have kept that title, in my opinion. Could have kept beating these contenders at 155. But really now, it's about what can Islam accomplish as 155 champ? Is he going to try to go up to 170 at some point? Is he going to try to defend his 155 title as many times as possible? I do think that uh, he's a special talent. And I would favor him against anyone at 155 right now, and even against a lot of people at 170.
0: Well, boys, bad beat live on the radio for your boy Jacksonville. Up by, I should say, down by 10, 28 seconds left, lines up and kicks a field goal. So they're still going to lose this game. I mean, they're going to line up for an onside kick right now with 29 seconds left. Oh, so we'll man. see what happens at Arrowhead. But if you laid the nine and a half like me with the Chiefs, you, you're not looking great. Um, since we decided to spin the wheels forward, Fazee taking on Justin Gaethje. If you're a fight fan, that is the one that you have to have your eyes on. Who are you liking that one?
1: I like Faziv there. I think he's a much more technical striker than Gechi Gechi kind of goes in there looking to brawl. And I think if he goes in there trying to brawl with Fazayev, he's going to get clipped at some point. Fazayev really strong kicks. He's a good hitter. Gaethje, um, we've seen him in some wars. He's open to getting hit, a little too open to getting hit, and I think it's going to uh, be his downfall here
2: on that same card uh leon versus kamaru do you feel like the champ gets his belt back or uh leon you know has been in there had the worst fight of his life still came out with a win uh do you like him better going a a second time in there with usman
1: yeah I, i favor Usman again this time around because i mean he was winning every second of that fight up until the um up until the head kick he won um I think Leon, if I remember correctly, Leon won round one, and then after that, it was all Usman. I mean, he could get a knockout again, it's possible, it's always possible, but I really don't see him winning minutes, I don't see him taking rounds, I think that Kamara should definitely be the favorite um, going into this last fight, but then again, he says he's nearing the end of his career, he's been saying that for a couple of years now, he's obviously coming off an injury, so I don't know how confident I am yet, I'd love to go back and watch that first fight, before, or excuse me, the second fight before um, forming too much of an opinion on the third one, because I haven't seen it in a while, but I do think that Kamara will get his belt back in the uh, trilogy. Hey,
0: Andrew, before you get out of here, what was your fight on this? What was your bet on the Stamen fight that just happened?
1: Uh, I had Stamen in the under. I saw I lost the under in one Stamen. Yeah. All right. Well,
0: you know, splitting's no good. Stamen ends up winning 29-28 by UD. Yeah. Great stuff, Andrew. As Don't always, you can follow Andrew Bumpus at bets, bets and picks MMA. Let's do it again soon, brother. Thanks for your time.
1: Thanks, guys. I appreciate it a lot. Have a great night and best of luck with the fights.
0: Absolutely, and I tend to agree. I tend to agree with what he was saying there at the very end. We can dive a little deeper into our conversation with Andrew. But on the other side, we got to talk about Francis and Ganu leaving because I want to know what Brendan Tobin thinks is next. Is he surprised? Who's to blame? And then let's take a bigger picture, the state of the UFC. I got to be honest with you. It's my favorite thing, but it doesn't feel that great right now. There's just a lot of stuff going on. We break it down next. You're locked into the bet, QL Network.